right, welcome to the Rocks and Roots podcast. And tonight, Mr. Crank and I have a very special guest for you. Just kidding, it's us and Mrs. Cranky. Holy shit. We haven't had a solo episode in like forever. How are y'all doing? Fantastic. Um, we had a guest. We'll reschedule him. Yeah. So he's been asking me, like, when are we gonna do it again? When are we gonna do it again? When are we gonna do it again? And I say, How's Thursday? And he's like, Great. And he's like, Oh, JK, have something tonight. We'll see you next week. <laughs> All right. Next week is fine. Fine, and Frank. Next week. Yes. <laughs> so, and we owe that anyway, because I was preparing for. Uh, wild across america last night mm. and it was october yes it was and we're, yeah we we're like we'll do part two soon <laughs> and then it's march and i guess we'll do it sometime this month hopefully yeah next week but, so sorry that's what we're looking hey, at what happened to me i was like we're totally gonna do a thing where we like interview you and like oh yeah we kept you, pushing you back <laughs> later well, yeah. we did it. We, we, you know, a Lannister always returns his debts. Is that how that was? Now, we always keep our promises, the rocks and roots. <laughs> there we go. Promises delayed, promises kept. So, so early start off. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what the fuck are we talking about? We are. <laughs> the trials and tribulations be... of trying to run. Yes. Um, woo, my thing for tomorrow night. Said that they could reschedule. That's awesome. Yay! So it's gonna snow. Cancel plans. Cancel plans. It is. It, it's like a drug. It is the best, most awesome feeling in the entire world. Even if you kind of wanted to do it, I don't know if it's a millennial thing, an elder millennial thing. I think like, it's just an age oh, thing. I think like once yeah. you hit thirty, you're like, no. Oh, thank God. My ass. Oh, thank God. I'm going to put my pajamas on and eat chocolate ice cream in my pajamas. So, Sounds amazing. Yes, I'm looking forward to that tomorrow with you. <laughs> um, not with the listeners, with Mrs. Cranky. So we are talking about, the, like you said, the trials and tribulations of trying to run. Because on March 18th, we are running our first... Our second ultra marathon attempt. <laughs> yeah. Um, Good way to put it. Yes. So the rat race in well, Wells Mills Park in Waretown, New Jersey. Where the fuck is that, Tumbles? By LBI. It's in between. It's a little south of Tom's River, but a little north of like the main bridge to go to LBI. So it's on the mainland. All right, it is 100% off-road. And for those who don't know what LBI is, long, it's Long Beach Island. Sorry. And it sucks. <laughs> um, no, those are fight words for some people. I know, fair. in this have state, people, yes. passionate about their LBI and their lighthouse, and there are some really passionate people. You, That's just the Those are fight, fight words. words. Goodbye, listeners. <laughs> surprised we don't have the pitchforks and torches if they figured out you know exactly where we live so mrs cranky and i had a family member that had a significant other that had a house on lbi and we went there a couple times and it's not i hate the beach anyway but we were not super thrilled it's prime real estate now 
Yeah. I also think it was just, uh, it was a not, it wasn't a bad experience itself. It was just, I think, a little bit awkward because we were not all, it wasn't like going with close, close, close family or close, close, close friends. It felt a little bit, we were unsure of what the social expectations were. And I think that kind of colored your opinion of it. I think if the two of us would attempt to go down there and do a weekend down there, you probably would have a very different experience. So like, it wasn't my favorite place to go, but I'm also willing to admit that maybe feeling nervous about the whole weekend and a little bit awkward colored my experience of the place. So I'd be willing to give it another shot. We'll go Anybody on Anybody recommendations for LBI? Yes, send your recommendations for LBI. We'll try again. <laughs> so <clears throat> this uh, is at the Brookville Scout Camp. It's an eight-mile loop and then four smaller loops. Six miles. Around, <laughs> yep, around, thank you for doing the math. You're welcome. Around <laughs> Wells Mill Pond. So the goal here is we want to add, I would love to put on the Instagram for the podcast, Ultra marathoners. That's why. <laughs> that's why we're doing this for the Instagram description on the podcast. Instagram. Oh. Yes. Um. So I was trying to figure this out this morning, and was it 2018 or 2019 that we did the Philadelphia Marathon? 2019. Okay. Before time. All right. Yeah, so it was time. 2019. <laughs> it was. Right. It was. I actually came across my memories on uh, Facebook a couple of days ago, and I had registered for the marathon, like, maybe March 1st of 2019, saying, yep, I'm doing this. is stupid. <laughs> <clears throat> and it almost was stupid. Um, Yeah, I struggled through the last five miles of that so thank you for dragging my ass across the finish line on that so that is the the race where we've been training you found a really awesome article on that specific race Mm, that i read this morning um it was very thorough i skimmed 75 percent of it yeah so with the rat race i found this race about a month ago at this point um it was close by it didn't have a time cutoff besides get off the the course before it gets dark and i that really appealed to me so we will have from eight o'clock in the morning until 7 30 at night to finish this um but the thing was um they have their website they have everything but I couldn't find for the life of me a course map. I mean, they like other people created course maps for the race, but nothing on the website. It was very minimal. Okay. Um, that's not encouraging, but we'll get through. Obviously, it's going to be marked, and it's just oh, loops, yeah. so it'll be fine. They've done this now for four years. This is their fourth year they've doing the 50K. Awesome. And the article that you sent, uh, I had not heard of this guy, but apparently Rich Ropel, I'm hoping I'm pronouncing that correctly, is like a superstar in New Jersey running and has represented the United States in international 
ultra marathon competitions and he does this race every single year uh the author of the article scott snell will post it in the episode description went through uh recounted his entire race and bottom line he was super proud of himself and deservedly so because he as an amateur only finished 10 seconds behind uh rich ropel new jersey running professional superstar yep um rich made a wrong turn which we will not do and ended up about a mile off course and had to come back and that's what slowed him down and uh scott snell like kept seeing him and then he'd disappear and then he'd pass him again and they kept leapfrogging each other and it came down to literally they finished 10 seconds apart which is a really really close race and an exciting finish especially when you have an amateur finishing that close to a professional yeah i think so um, in scott snell's uh, article he said that he ate dirt like about meters from the finish line too um so i'm sure he would have been even closer if he yep. didn't fall but uh yeah very very um impressive and even the time is insane i can't even fathom Four hours and 19 minutes for a 50K. That's nuts. Yeah, he was doing like eight-something minute miles most of the way through. So we are obviously not at that level. You know, I was watching, um, actually last night, I was watching a video. Um, her last name is Mackenzie. It was, they were going through the Black Rock 2023 100K race which is a Western States qualifier. So you get a golden ticket to Western States 100 if you come in first or second place, male or female. And this woman killed me to forget her first name, but she was going at record speeds. Uh, she ended up in second place, but she was at first place for... 90% of the the race and if she had just eased up a little bit I'm sure she could have jumped ahead and gotten first place easily um but yeah doing 100k in what five hours six hours that's an insane time that's, so that's 60 miles yeah 62 miles ish holy shit yeah that's insane i'll put um, that in the show notes too that uh that youtube video so that's what i'm going to have to work on is pacing myself that's what i always have to work on and i always go too fast out of the gate so i like your strategy we're obviously going to walk the hills and then maybe we'll start intervaling and alternating because i don't care when we finish it could take eight hours i don't really care i just would like to finish, finish. Yes. <laughs> That's always my goal with any race. I know I will never get first, second, or third, or even tenth place. However, if I finish the race, I am a happy person. Yeah, and especially, I always shoot for, like, the middle of the pack. Mm -hmm. um, but just to finish this and add that ultramarathoner descriptor will be pretty fucking cool. That's right. 
I think in 2020, when uh, everyone was doing virtual races, I had officially signed up. You joined me unofficially. I yes. had officially signed up for a 24-hour, five miles every four hours. I forget what it was. I think it was four miles every four hours. Four miles every four hours for 24 yep. hours. And that overnight does suck. But, you know, I mean, do I count it as an ultramarathon? Nah, <laughs> no, I definitely do not. You definitely because do not. I came I would came home and went to sleep in the middle of it. So no. Um <laughs> I liked the midnight runs. Yeah, the, yeah that's the best. Um the seven AM after being like not up for twenty four hours straight, but after being up for the majority of twenty four hours and running four miles every four hours that last leg in the morning that was not fun no no you are Sorry. a zombie i mean it doesn't matter if you get some sleep you are interrupted <laughs> so let's talk about our training All right. um i started when did you bring this to my attention i think it was february 11th okay was so fortunately i think i had february started... sometime <laughs> okay because I had been starting to run again in January, probably some New Year's resolution bullshit. Yeah. Um, and uh, my long runs in January were six mile runs as my I'm doing air quotes for our non video podcast. Um, but we did do our 10 miler on MLK Day. Yes. So I was going to say like breaking 10 miles again and breaking double digits. Cause we had not done anything significant running wise in years. Yeah. Uh, we'd done. Nope. Not true. We did the half marathon in Vermont, but since oh, yeah. then I always forget about that one. It was traumatizing. Yep. Cause yes, you were traumatized <laughs> and I you're was traumatized that weekend too. <laughs> yes. When we got home, I ended up in the hospital. Oh Yeah. We don't like no, to remember that weekend. weekend all around. That was that was a traumatic weekend all around. I almost broke my tailbone. It oh, was good times. <laughs> yeah. Um, your family thought you got lost. Yeah. They were gonna go looking for you. Oh my god. So <laughs> breaking that ten miles at Washington Crossing on MLK Day for me, that was like a mental barrier. Like, okay, so I'm back in double digits. Now I'll just add two miles to that every weekend until I get to a marathon. And then as I've broken 18, 20 miles on my long runs, I haven't really been doing much during the week. But prior to that, I had been running three miles every other day. Mm. And that pretty much has been my training. And then we'll get to this past weekend, I did 24. Yeah. That's so what has your training been like? So I've been training for a half marathon at Disney World that I was supposed to go to. I forgot um, about that. Yeah, that was supposed to be not like two weeks ago. So the last week, we full weekend of February was when I was supposed to go down to Disney and run the the half marathon. Um, so I had been pretty, training. pretty princess. Yeah, half yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, the Disney princess half. <laughs> Mrs. Crank is yelling at me. Cause I, I actually saw some people posting about it on socials and I was like, I thought that was 
Oh. Yeah. Yeah, and the whole reason why, I mean, I had paid for the registration, which was an exorbitant fee of like $220. Um, but then when you add up the, the flight and then the rental car and then the hotel and then uh, you have to go to Disney because you're there, even though they don't allow you to go into the park, part of your registration, which is a crock of shit. Um, it is. It, it, it genuinely is. For the prices that Disney... I don't... A ticket should come with the price of your registration. You're going to be in the parks. It's a nice way. Like most other places do that kind of stuff. It mm -hmm. allows you, if you're going to be in their facility running a race that you paid for, you should be able to stay and hang out at the parks that day. Sorry, right. that's what it should be. No, absolutely. Well, Bob Iger is trying to make money any way he can because... The Marvel Cinematic Universe is not making the money. Lucasfilm is not making the money. So they, as a company, are surviving by nickel and diming people and jacking prices at the park. And Tumbles kind of fell victim to that. <laughs> and also DeSantis took away their self-governing status. So they can't yep. do as much anymore. So anyway, uh, I realized that was going to be extremely expensive um so i said forget it um i was well on track i mean i could have run a half marathon no problem by that point um you did i did i did yeah because you went um you'll talk about it but you went to the place with the thing for your 14 miler <laughs> yes yes <laughs> so i had more time during the week to do tr to fill out my training so while my long runs were during the weekend um, during the week I would do like a four miler, a five miler, and maybe another four or five or so I would run during the week three times, two to three times. Um, I must, I'm going to interrupt. I'm sorry. Okay. I must say on, um, Adidas running app, cause we can keep track of each other. That was really fucking frustrating when I'm like, I ran 18 miles. <laughs> I'm still 20 miles behind her for the month. Fuck. <laughs> Anyway, and I'm like, <laughs> so I'm like, yes, but in February I was set to crack 100 miles and I didn't get it. I got to like 99 because my body was literally saying, stop, <laughs> stop the running for a little bit. But anywho, um, I had done a 14 miler from my house to the George Washington bridge and back and the there's some talking going on on the other side of the screen here and he's dying and he still has his audio off, which is hilarious. <laughs> no, I, it's back. I okay. muted myself because I let out a really disgusting belch and Mrs. Cranky looked at me like, what the fuck is wrong with you? She didn't know I had myself muted. This is when we don't have any guests. We get to be silly. I know. <laughs> so anyway. Right, so you, 14 miles. Yes, I had my 14 mile day and then I went down for a family reunion the next weekend and I was able to overall for like that weekend I ran like 18 miles but it was cut into slivers so a six a six and a seven if that's 18 is that 18 or is that 19 Maybe. uh that is I think 19. 19 yes so I did that and then the next weekend I didn't want to go out in the cold Tried to do a long run on the treadmill, failed miserably. Could only get nine miles on the treadmill. 
and then made up for it a couple over a couple of days. That's <sighs> seven more miles than I would have gotten on a treadmill. I, I can't do that. <laughs> I can't do treadmills. Yeah, actually, like my mental game was really suffering that night, and uh, and then we went to Philly. I think yes. was that it? Yeah, that was it. That was the uh, the thingy. I was gonna do twenty at Philly, but we know how that went. So, <laughs> our strategies just because of our work schedules and time differ a little bit. Mm. Um, you were more shorter runs, but more frequently in like a hundred miles on the month, which is fucking awesome. I've been not as much during the week, but on the weekends I go absolutely insane and then I can't walk the next day. <laughs> so, Philly, I did 22 miles the weekend before. Yeah, that's right. And so my goal for Philly was 23-24. And we run in Philly all the time, so I wanted to hit a couple of different spots uh one spot that we had never hit before mm-hmm. and then some other spots that we hadn't been to in a while and if you watch the first rocky movie um rocky <laughs> rocky you the can't rocky miss it. <laughs> in the running montage in that movie he runs through the italian market and it's the scene where he's running through the street and there's barrels that are on fire on either side and i always thought that was like sylvester stallone just saying like philadelphia is crappy and like not a good place and like no it's i was completely wrong it's actually a really cool spot yeah it is the italian market that was set up on 1919 because a second wave of italian immigrants came and they wanted a place that was their own to get their own um, <clears throat> in, ingredients and stuff shipped in, uh, a place where they could gather as a community and have like uh, their own internal marketplace, and it's still going today. And they have all like sorts of fresh fruits, vegetables. Um, hold on. An alert from Family Search. Holy sh! Yeah, that's really creepy. So, um, I got in another message from Family Search about a different thing, and I was looking at my other messages, so it didn't just pop up. In oh, okay. Time. I'm glad it didn't just. Okay. Was from like probably a few days, if not like last week. Apparently, I'm related to Walt Disney. Why? Bitch, give me my money. Uh, he is. I think he you is should cut sister. off all contact with that, Christina. <laughs> is my sixth cousin twice removed you can Bitch, get married i mean the roosevelt's did it yes yeah apparently it's it's five or six generations I like it's it's like he is my sixth cousin twice removed like it even said like on my dad's side there's my dad and that's his line and that's my line but we were related up here all right i want mickey mouse money yeah right <laughs> <laughs> so i wanted to run through the italian market I found a route. We mapped it out Friday night. The Italian market is on 9th Street. It's really fucking awesome. We got there. We started at the art museum, ran down Ben Franklin Avenue or Boulevard? 
whatever. Uh, it's Ben Franklin. It's that it's big the street road. the museum's on. <laughs> yeah. It's one of the widest roads in Philly. It's got all the flags from the countries on it. It's where Rocky um, ran up the stairs. That's the end of it. Yep. Um, made our way over to 9th Street, and we were pleasantly surprised it was even cooler than i thought it would be when we got there it was like eight o'clock in the morning ish. yeah they were just setting up um so yeah it was really cool to see them just setting up lighting the fires in the barrels um i don't know jump in how would you describe it uh if if you squinted it was like watching the godfather mm-hmm when yes. young Vito Corleone was just getting into New York. I mean, it's more Italian. I mean, the best Little Italy is in the Bronx. It's not even New York City anymore because that's just maybe a block. But this, you get the real old school, old timey feel. That's a really good analogy because this was set up originally in 1919 and... The flashback scenes in Godfather 2 take place around 1919. Mm-hmm. Yep, highly recommend going down there early in the day so you can see without the people just to see them setting up. And we were wondering, at least I was wondering the first time we were running through there, why there were also um, a bunch of Asian restaurants uh, that was there from the beginning. Um, so it was obviously a rather to use a 21st century term, an inclusive community. Diverse, so, a very diverse. We see lots community. of inclusive communities through history. I mean, especially New York because, well, I mean, the holiday that's coming up, one of, you know, my favorite food holidays, St. Patrick's um, day. Yes. Oh, corned beef. Corned beef is an Irish American thing. Oh yeah, they have no idea. They they don't eat it over there. They might eat it over there now because we're kind of a conglomerated melting pot of a world at this point. But they didn't eat that. They had no idea what that was. But the the Jewish community ate brisket, which is what corned beef is made of. Yum yum. So you have this the the Jewish community and the Irish community kind of blended not together completely but they were their neighbors and they had the corning process is how you preserve meat so they took this cut that was readily available because of their jewish community neighbors and they created this dish they didn't really eat a lot of beef over there because there really wasn't a lot of beef over there like it was unheard of so it was this melting pot of conglomeration that over here that just kind of happened yeah and that's what's going on over there there they got it's an italian market but with a heavy asian influence and you see that in new york city too yeah yeah people live in close community and close quarters their cultures kind of and it's the people who are on the outside like what you're talking about jews and the irish where they were on the outside and they kind of banded together as on the outside and they're like well you know we're together let's you know we're friends like we can kind of be friends there's not this highbrow societal kind of we need to do this because we are prim proper society we are no they don't give a shit they don't care like, yeah. we're neighbors hey you got some i got some food too you do you want some oh that, that looks really good and exposing to, to new foods plus philly is a port and that's how a lot of 
bakeries and cakes and cookies and how the, the general public could even afford them going back as far as the Revolutionary War era. That's why there were so many bakeries, because it would just come right off the boat. Yeah, so you have, like, zero trans... Once you get it off the boat, there's no transportation no. cost. It's, mm-hmm. it's there. right there. Yeah. That's why you have so many bakeries and, and interesting foods and the Asian foods and all of that is there, because it just literally came off the boat. It's, yes. It's, the Philly is an interesting community. Um, Yeah, so highly recommend heading down there, especially in the early morning. Um, so thank you. That was a very delightful segue. Um, we made our way over to sixth street, which has the first hospital in the country ever 1751. Another Ben Franklin creation. How did I know? Yes. Cause it's Philly. Everything is, everything ben, Franklin. is ben Franklin, but they call it Jefferson hospital. What? Yeah. What's that really good? Franklin biography that I read. And it's probably over there if you want to look. So it was really good. Anybody wants to learn anything about Franklin? That was really good. Um, and then we made our way to uh, Ben Franklin Bridge after a pit stop in a Starbucks. Um, the Borsch is not open early morning on a Sunday. Just FYI, people. <laughs> what's the Borsch for those people who have not been listening to us? It's like another indoor market. Yep. It's like Reading Terminal, uh, but smaller. Um, what I really liked and what I started to notice throughout the day was once people realized what we were doing, because we had our running vest on. Yeah. And when we could stop and talk to people and once people realized what we were doing, everyone was like super nice and supportive. Like, that's awesome that you're training for this thing. Like, you know, good luck. Hmm. It was kind of like literally the running montage scene in Rocky where everyone is like, go Rocky. Like that's kind of the feeling I got Uh, for the first time ever. City of brotherly love actually kind of was. You're absolutely right. Yeah. I, I mean, every time that we are there, just a plethora of runners. I mean, you see it in New York City too, but you see them through the city in Philadelphia. I mean, it, you're kind of hard pressed to find somebody running through Times Square because it's a shit show. But uh, in Philadelphia, just the amount of running runners I we see is is crazy. Because it's flat. It's, it's interesting. Flat, yeah. You can run across the entire city in five miles. It's it's yeah, perfect. It's, it's a playground. The first American, by the way. Yes. All right. Ben first Franklin. American Ben Franklin it was, it biography. Quite good. Because it, it goes into it goes into more of it's not just like the myth of Ben Franklin because John Adams was right. Um, it, it goes into his childhood. It goes into his early life. It goes into. Um, yeah, it was really interesting, and it kind of it kind of chronicled how he became he really was like the first american yeah i've read it as well i agree i highly recommend it so if you're interested in that era if you're interested in franklin itself it's a really good okay one single volume biography on his life perfect um ben franklin bridge i don't know how long it is it's over a mile yeah thank god (laughs) yeah there is i was looking at the pictures 
I felt good, but looking at the selfie I took of myself on the bridge, I did not look good. <laughs> oh, God. That, so, was only, that was like mile 5.6. Five, mile six. six. Mile six. Okay. Yep. So, um, that's where you start. Well, the bridge is uphill, so that's not fun anyway. And then that's where you started to struggle a little bit, but we'll get into that. Yeah, at mile 4.8, because my my, okay. fa- my father is, is interested in the running bit. So he's like, how you doing? I said, well, I'm feeling, my, my legs are feeling tired. At mile 4.8. And it's like, why? Why are they feeling tired? Like, well, they're loosening we, up, and and I was sure my legs would loosen up, and you know, stop being pains in the asses. But alas, we probably should have listened to that more. Yeah. But we'll get to that. Yes. So across the bridge, through the nice part of Camden mm. to the waterfront. Um, and then to, we've talked about the Camden waterfront before on the podcast. I think they've redone it. It's, Looks it's wonderful. actually really, it's a little, for me, it's a little boring. And I made this comment to you as we were going through our journey, especially coming off of the Italian market, which is very yeah. organic and people just having their own organic community to go to the Camden waterfront, which was created in some city council with private contractors. And it's very planned and sanitized and boring, but, but it is safe. You need to do it it's, because we know, yes. we all know Camden's reputation, prior reputation of being the yes. biggest shithole on the East coast. However, it's changed now. Um, the aquarium is there. It, it's they've created a very nice place for you and your family to go enjoy the Delaware River. Um, we ran to the battleship New Jersey, which has its permanent home there. That was designed in '39 and launched in on December seventh, nineteen forty-two. It was launched on the one-year anniversary of Pearl Harbor. So. Uh, and then it served until 1991. It, it's one of the longest. Years. Yeah, it's one of the longest serving battleships um, in our fleet. So, um, yeah, if you want to jump in and talk about where what happened to you at this point. Uh-huh. <laughs> you may be thinking, oh, Tumbles tumbled. You would be wrong. <laughs> tumbles, however, did have a mishap. So... I had felt, continually had felt sluggish. Going down the bridge, of course, was fine. And then I felt sluggish. I felt tight. I felt sluggish. My mental game started to go downhill because I kept feeling like this. And I said, all right. And by that point, after the Battleship New Jersey, we had to turn around to get back on the bridge. And I told Crank, you know, I'm going to reassess my run for the day. Um, I'm going to get to 10, which I got to 10 miles fine. But if I can do one or two more than what I'd previously done, my longest run, which was 14 miles, if I can get to 15 or 16, that's my day. Fine. So Crank starts ahead. He is going to continue his long run and I start fast walking up the Ben Franklin Bridge. It's no use to me running up that thing. 
So fast walk, fast walk, get to the top of the bridge, and I feel a pop in my calf. Oh, it was that early shit. Yes. I feel right at the top of the bridge, I feel a pop in my calf and pain. And I'm like, oh, fuck my life. I just tore a muscle. And uh, tried to jog, and that was no good. So I, that's when I texted you. I said, uh, there's an issue, but enjoy your run, and I will walk back to the car. And uh, I walked another five miles to get to my 16 back to the car and uh yeah fuck my life <laughs> it counts um my logic is if you were in a race and that happened but you still made it to the finish line you wouldn't be like well i didn't do the rate well, just because you didn't run it all you did 16 miles so yeah it is my logic um <clears throat> what route did you take just straight up market street like um how did I go back? So I was at mile 11 at the top of the bridge. I went back to the Starbucks, got a coffee <laughs> because I felt bad for myself. Um, and then, yeah, I walked back market to the city hall and then Ben Franklin Parkway to the art museum, went behind the art museum and just tried to, and then just walked basically in a circle to try to make that five miles. Okay. Um, I continued on, I ran up three quarters of the bridge down the other side. Uh, and then I started seeing signs for the Betsy Ross house. And I'm like, Ooh, I've never been there. Cause every time I go to Philadelphia with tumbles, tumbles says the Betsy Ross house is bullshit and we're not going. So it is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> it is bullshit. And then, for whatever reason, Mrs. Cranky, you and I have never been there either. Yeah. So. And was it I open? There. No, it wasn't. Even if it was, I wouldn't have gone, gone inside. Like, I'm I'm doing a thing. But I ran up to it. I saw it. I got pictures. I'll put them on the Instagrams. Turned around. Uh, ran down to the waterfront. Ran down to they have, which I was pleasantly surprised the waterfront is still dedicated, and this shows you the Italian influence in that city. The waterfront is still dedicated to Christopher Columbus. Oh. And there's, there's not like a Christopher Columbus statue, but there is a sculpture with his name all over it. And down it's Columbus there. Boulevard down there, so that makes sense. Yep. Yep. So I ran along Columbus Boulevard to the Olympia, which is the ship that Teddy Roosevelt used to start the Spanish-American War because he's a warmonger, horrible, worst person ever, other than Wilson. But the ship is really cool and a historic artifact. It's the largest steel-hold um, warship in the world. Yes, it is. Ran, continued oh, up Columbus Also, Boulevard. it housed the Unknown Soldier... Coming back from World War II. Yes, it did. Admiral um, Dewey and... is the shit. It went to the Philippines. It's kind of an awesome yeah, boat. That is, <laughs> that's the ship that was in Manila Bay and the whole story. Yeah. So it is, if you can go see it before where it disintegrates, because it's sitting in the mud disintegrating right now, um, go see it. The USS <laughs> Olympia. Yep. Because it's not going to be around. 
because they don't have the funds they don't to fucking properly... care they care more about the goddamn yep. battleship fucking new jersey over the fucking largest steel hold warship in the world whatever fine yep um <laughs> so uh <laughs> new jersey do to you fuck it's the battleship the new jersey money. fucking clinton's man <laughs> Well, if you, you know, if we want to have an outrage contest, you look up the USS Ling. Oh, yeah, please, that is I, a, see, I see the Ling every single day coming home from work. Do you cry like the Indian with the tear? Yes. A lone tear uh, falls Ling... down my, my eye. <laughs> Very quickly, the Ling is a World War II diesel sub. It's one of the last on the planet, and it is even sitting in the mud more than the olympia it was vandalized a few years ago it's completely flooded it's got the water out and there has been some prosecution um sandy took out the bridge and nobody could even get over there and then in the meantime someone literally opened all the hatches and flooded it i i spent a summer uh with my dad on on that on that sub he used to give tours on that sub when i was little so I, I I spent an entire summer um, on and off, just running on and off that ship, hitting buttons. It was part of oh, my I childhood. So <laughs> Sounds awesome, actually. Um, <laughs> it, was, it was awesome. Actually, we went back before we got married. He and I went back, and the old original owner, I think, had since passed, but the son remembered my dad and let us just go on the ship by ourselves, and we got to wander around um the ling again so that was my kind of last hurrah on it but no it's heartbreaking it's absolutely yeah. heartbreaking um and now they're building so, condos right in front of it so forget about any, yeah, any there, help with that poor, poor there was an provoke. organization i don't know if they're still involved or not but they were actually oddly enough at one of the grocery stores in an area near my job and I was going into, I don't know, get cat food or some nonsense. And I walked by, they were raising money for the ship. And I walked by it and I stopped. And it, like, my little lizard brain, it took me 45 seconds to connect what was, what I had read. I walked back, I'm like, it, it was like a weird out of body experience because I never thought I'd see anything about it again in our area. Cause yeah, that's we're. Not, our area oh, anymore many many minutes away <laughs> yeah so i don't feel as we were talking about it but i was i ended up talking to the guy who was raising money for it and i gave him whatever cash i had yeah. you know in in my wallet but i don't know if they're still involved they might still be involved it's just it's stuck in the mud you can't take it up river because it won't fit you can't take it down river because there's a stupid bridge it won't fit so like it's kind of a cocktail Mm-hmm. It, it's stuck it's li- not even just stuck in the mud it's literally stuck so it's we don't they don't know what they're gonna the navy won't help them because why would they yeah um yeah so i don't know how much has happened in the last three to five years i haven't really i know there were some prosecutions for the vandalism fairly recently but to be honest i haven't checked in a while so yeah, that as historians, that makes us sad. Yes. And on a personal level, for me, that just makes yes. sense. my own personal history too. Yeah. So. Um, but head down to the Olympia. There is, if you do want to see a diesel sub, there's a diesel sub. Starts with a Bakuna. B- yes. The Bakuna right is right next to it. 
So then I connected myself to South Street, ran across the pedestrian bridge, up South Street. South Street is fun. That's where all, like, the sex shops are. Um, obviously, nothing was open at 11 a.m., but I was like, oh, I really haven't been to this part of Philadelphia either because I'm normally here, you know, with friends and, and my lovely wife and have no interest or desire, but this is fun to look at. Um, <laughs> so South Street... <laughs> runs into Gaberhood, which yeah. is a um a neighborhood in Philadelphia where uh it was named in the seventies when this terminology was more acceptable. It was the gay part of town, so they called it Gaberhood. All the street signs have rainbows, all the crosswalks have rainbows. It's like this is very colorful. Um continued back up to Ninth Street. Ran through the market. I got to see it when it was open and hustling and bustling. That was cool. I was really frustrated because I was close to mile 15. I was starting to struggle. Hmm. The goos and the gels were not making it. I was like, I'm in the Italian market. I'll get a slice of pizza. I could not find a fucking slice of pizza in the Italian market in <laughs> Philadelphia to saved my life like everywhere either was not open or they didn't have it and so i ended up at starbucks getting stupid banana bread um you got sustenance either way yes so that's something that i need to work on for the 18th Mm -hmm. and we need to figure out what they are serving at the aid stations i'm not gonna assume much okay not like the uh the Bavarian, yes, the naughty Bavarian, whatever the hell that race was yep. called. Uh, where we made it, I, did we get to twenty miles on that one? Yeah, okay. Best aid stations um, ever. Connected to Broadway, ran up Broadway, the Avenue of the Arts, where all like the theaters are, and then Broadway just keeps going out of the city. <laughs> and the nice little avenue of the arts like signs on the lamppost disappeared and there were no more theaters and it started getting seedier and seedier and i was like oh should probably turn around that's so like turn the around. area of albany georgia that i was running in <laughs> i'm like what oh, was that is, one this is getting a little bit seedy it's it's kind of a rough and tumble town they're trying to uh redo their image over the past 10 years they've been working on like their waterfront since it's on a it's on a um a river as well the river flint um but um that was where the family reunion was in georgia so um i was running through there and i'm like i'm the only idiot running um granted the uh the folks down there are not really like you you could definitely tell the out of towner was running in their neighborhood. <laughs> um, Did you get looks? I got some looks. Not that they were mean, but uh, I wasn't in Kansas anymore for sure. Let's go back to where you came. Yeah, the damn Yankees stay. The Yankees come and visit, but they go home. <laughs> Goddamn carpet bagger. That's right. Um. Anyway. Story. Historical jokes. Hilarious. Um, Turn around, ran past City Hall, ran up to the museum, 
And then I, uh, that's and then when I, I first was... saw you. I'm like, oh, bye. <laughs> oh, okay. Bye, bye. <laughs> yeah, you were sitting in you were sitting in the car, right? Um, I was walking, finishing oh, up my my shuffle, and I'm like, hi, bye. <laughs> yeah, I didn't see you at all. Yes. <laughs> um, I was at 19 miles then, and I it was a struggle. Um, I made it to 23. I went behind the art museum, which is the waterworks that used to be. Um, uh, the city sewage and also where they set up dams to do hydroelectric power, all sorts of shit back there that they don't use anymore. Um, so hit 22 and then ran back to the car, which was another mile, uh, ran slightly past the car. Saw you sitting in there to round out and I did 23. I thought you did 24. I did 24 after we came back and you went home. That's right. That's right. Well done. So, so that was Philly. Um, Fucking mess of a day. (laughs) Yeah. And I was really, really struggling. I'm doing too much. I've done a long run every single weekend, increasing mileage um, with not enough strength. Uh, stretching in between and I started to feel it Mm. I was you got hurt if I had pushed it anymore I'm probably was close to getting hurt so you know it's 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 so strange because I had never had this injury ever um I had started which may definitely have um contributed to the injury um, lunge walks with like eight pound weights. I did twice the week before. I don't know. I was also running. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't know. That is my theory. Yeah. My theory is that you had been doing too much, not enough rest in between. Yeah. Um, I don't know how much you stretch. You, I know you stretch more than I do. <laughs> uh, Yeah. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I don't stretch at all. I, I, um, I do warm up uh, before I run, and then after I do a light stretch after, I should stretch more, though. So, yeah, not enough stretching, and I think you overworked it, and then boom. So, um, we'll see where you are on the 18th. If you spend eight hours walking, so be it. Yeah, so, so where I am right now, I have basically... I have not run this week at all, minus a few little senior citizen joggies to see how my calf was doing. And by senior citizen joggies, I mean kind of like shuffling, <laughs> fast shuffling to see how I was. So all this week I've been doing between walking between three and four miles. Um, yesterday I tested the calf out by doing about a 300 meter jog felt okay. I also did the leg raises on the steps to work out your plantar. So I've been, I was doing that Mm -hmm. a couple of times. It felt okay. Uh, icing it every morning and night today. I was on the elliptical this morning, which shockingly enough was really difficult and not even for my calf. It works 
your different, it works different muscles. So I was with some resistance, that shit was hard. So if, if you want a good sweat workout, do resistance on the elliptical for 15 minutes and you will fucking feel it. Um, Where? Uh, I felt Where were you it, feeling it in my, my butt. I was feeling it in my shins. Yeah, it was, it was a struggle. I'm like, oh, all right. So now I have a backup plan too. Okay. Uh, what else? All right. Um, I did my three and a half mile walk today. <laughs> I did, I did a, a little straightaway run, felt all right. So we'll see how it goes. Okay. And like I said, if you have to walk for eight hours on the 18th, so be it. If you can't do the 18th or you can't do all of it, so be it. Um, I'm going to try to interval it as best I can. Yeah. And, and we'll see what happens. Yep. Um, so let's talk about mindset because I have not done anything like this since 2019 yeah. with the Philadelphia marathon. And, um, when you are running for this amount of distance and hours, although the ultra marathoners like 22 miles is not that much, but, um, where we are, that's, it's a lot. And then I'm out there for four and a half, five hours. Cause I slow down as the day moves on. Um, mindset becomes a crucial factor because you have to get past the desire to quit. You have to shut that off. So I've been listening to a lot of David Goggins. Um, for those of you who don't know, you're idiots and you should know who the fuck David Goggins is. I love you guys so much, even though if you don't know him, it's okay. Yes. If you don't know him, fuck you. Learn, look him up on YouTube. (laughs) That's what he would say. Yes, that's right. He holds the world record for most consecutive pull-ups in a 24-hour period at over 4,000. That's nuts. Yes. 4,000 plus. Yes. So he holds the world record. He's the only person to go through Navy SEAL training three times. Um, he is only one of maybe 36 African-Americans to go through SEAL training. He went through ranger um, school, I think. Yes. Yep. Um, he's just a machine and a beast. And if you know his backstory, where he came from to get, get there is incredible because he was up over 300 pounds working at Eco Lab exterminators spraying cockroaches and he just decided one day That's it. enough mm-hmm. I am now I'm gonna turn it around so <clears throat> he talks a lot about mindset and controlling your brain he has learning disabilities and that also plays into just his attitude of just you are in charge of your mind you are in charge of you So one of the things that he really pushes is to a certain extent without hurting yourself, what your mind believes the body will achieve. And I have a pretty good gauge of what I can do, even if I haven't run for 
two weeks. When I get out there, if I set like, okay, I'm doing 12, I will do 12 because that's what, you know, my brain is doing. That's what my, what the brain believes the body will achieve. So I don't think I've ever not done this. Whatever I say my goal is for the day, I push myself until I reach it. That is until um, Tumble says, no, I can't do it anymore. Yes. <laughs> and then Crank has to stop. <laughs> um, and then the, the one video that he has is hilarious because he's written books. He's obviously a super YouTube star. He's done TED Talk, all, all the fucking shit. Um. And I know, Mrs. Cranky, you do not like this She attitude. loves David Goggins. No, she does not. <laughs> but his one video, he talks about um, how people come up to him and like, you know, David, how do you get up at 3 a.m. every day? I can't do it. How do you run even when it's raining? I can't do that. Like, and he, his response is, it's a formula. I figured it out. It's called stop being a bitch <laughs> is, is the formula. And I like that kind of motivation. Like when I was doing my 22 mile run, I hit 21.3 and I wanted to stop. I was like, okay, this is 1.3 miles more than I did last week. I did 20 last week. I was like, no, stop being a bitch. You're so close to 22. Just round that shit the fuck out to 22. Stop being a little bitch. Just fucking run 0.7 more. And that, for me, that works. So that's what my mindset has been like the last month or so. Just shut the fuck up and grind it out. I'm very jealous so, of his mindset. I'm very, um, I'm very jealous. It seems to be a kind of a man mindset. Yes. I, I, I don't want to generalize a, that because I'm sure chicks are like that too. But I have noticed that is definitely a male mindset. I'm going to do this, so it, it shall be done. Yes. <laughs> Whereas, like, I'm trying to follow this. It's like, okay, I can't think like that. Get to the next light post. That's how I figure it out, but... Okay. It's positive versus negative. Yeah, you're definitely more a positive, and so are you, Mrs. Cranky, like a positive reinforcement. Yeah, you know... Yeah, you're not a fan of this. No, I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm trying to, like, explain it in a way where for someone who's genuinely on the cusp of wanting to change, but that change is incredibly intimidating. And you're, if it's an interview, if you come up to someone and you're talking to them and you're, you're asking these questions because you genuinely don't know. You genuinely don't you genuinely don't know. You 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 maybe there is some phrase or motivation or maybe there is some tip of yeah, there were days I didn't want to get out of bed either, but I told myself that the result would make it worth it. And then once you start doing it, it becomes a change, then a habit, and then a, then a, then it's a new lifestyle. Explaining that would give someone a sense of hope, a sense of optimism, a sense of well, that that's really good. I want to feel that good too. Telling someone to stop being a little bitch is 
it's 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 insulting and i and i think he does clarify he says it's not a gender thing no 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 <laughs> I wasn't i wasn't little bitch was as a gendered thing either it it was it was stop being such a baby and just yes. do it and for someone who feels intimidated by it anyway and now is told just stop being a baby that I know for some people it shuts it, people down. It shuts people down, and especially someone who is nervous enough to start and doesn't believe that they can anyway. Because realistically, psychologically, something needs to become a habit, and something once once you start a new routine, it really is uncomfortable for a while, and it's okay. Be comfortable in being uncomfortable, and that's such a freaking cliche. And it probably sounds stupid to his ears, but to your, you know, for some people, that's a more positive way of of saying, well, just suck it up and do it. No, no, no. Just get comfortable being uncomfortable. He says that too. Not enough. (laughs) (laughs) And and, and for me, I would argue. And the way, and this is where you're still going to continue to disagree. The way he says that is enjoy your pain your pain is an uncomfortable and i know you don't like that either you know because because (laughs) there are some people who would take that and not understand from a medical point of view that's very dangerous Mm. especially if you're new to doing a lot of exercise you're new to this program Muscle soreness is one thing, but if you have chest pain, go to the doctor, go to the hospital. No, he said, I need my pain. I need, I need to feel the, I need to be, my, my pain makes me a man. No, you're having a heart attack. Honey. <laughs> and Are he actually, joking? he was close to having one actually at the yes. Moab, right. two, Moab 240 race last year or the year before. And he did have to stop that. Yeah. And he had honey, to go no, to the no, hospital. You, you, you broke your leg go deal with it and because some people have a hard time delineating okay yeah my legs are sore i gotta push through this pain that that's a good if or i fell and hurt myself i should go to the hospital nah i'm not a pussy yeah well for me that is just not plus i've made it a point to stop being mean to myself. To stop saying mean things to myself. So even when I do exercise, saying, come on, you little bitch, just go, is really demoralizing. Yeah, me. I kind of, I draw strength from that. Like, I, know. I, it's uh, yeah. also the man versus female. Yeah, thing. it's the gender thing the gender as well. Thing. Potentially, and it's just a different philosophy on exercise and a different philosophy on motivation. And if you find that that's motivating for you, that that's great. But you know, the whole I, I could use some advice on how how do how do I start? I feel really intimidated. Just stop being a little bitch. Wow, <laughs> that was that was real helpful. Thank you. It's not helpful. Saying set an alarm. Don't turn on the lights when your alarm goes off. Don't go back to sleep. It's going to be uncomfortable. There are going to be days that you don't want to, but you're going to feel really good if you do it. That's more motivating to someone than 
I don't know how stop being a bitch. Yeah. Well that doesn't tell me how to start. Yeah. Um I would encourage people to go check out his stuff because it is it's more nuanced than I'm making it out, but that is I'm not saying that he's a terrible person. I'm not saying he's giving bad advice necessarily. I I'm saying I looked at it and I heard you talking about it. It's just not. Yeah, you shut down and I was like, that's awesome. <laughs> it, it's not for me. Yeah. Um, That's not how I get motivated. Yeah. It, it, it's just a different philosophy on it. Yeah, exactly. If you already have a base of exercise and you already have and you're not so intimidated by starting, that may be great. Like you, you kind of have your routines established. You don't really struggle all that much with motivation. Yeah. I have, and other people like me with health problems and the fatigue and the craziness and the stupid, stupid shit. It's, it makes you want to give up. I got you. So, yeah. Um, but for me, that really works. And it it's also just like the music that we listen to is kind of goes along the same thing. Like you've got tumbles, your 80s new wave going and your club music. And I'm listening to Iron Maiden screaming about nuclear weapons and D-Day and fucking, you know, 14th century Catholics killing. And, and yeah. It's a completely different mindset. No, yeah. I always have pop music. I always have pop music. Yeah, exactly. Again, I think that's also a gender thing. But I found if something can make me smile or laugh, that's a. They say that if you smile or laugh when you run, it actually it makes it easier. Yep. So if something can make me laugh while I'm running, and if it's like my Pandora pop music and like. I don't know. I'm too sexy pops in and I start laughing because like, what, where the hell did that come from? It's actually easier now. Granted, I haven't run since the summer, but that's sometimes what would happen. If it could make me laugh, then like it's easier. So crank, maybe if you smile, you'd get to mile 25. Maybe I'll try it. I don't think it's going to work, but I'll try it. Um, Arnold smile. So, yeah, anything else on that, or we want to move on? No, that's that's about it. It's mind over matter, basically. Your mind okay. is 75% of your problems with running. Yes, exactly. Um, Diet. So you gave me this awesome book about the Astoria colony, the first American West yep. colony in California. And I'm so glad you like it. We found that it's kind of like a hiking and running book actually because <laughs> yes. they hiked across the fucking continent to get there but one of the things the book was talking about is in winter hikers need approximately 5,000 calories per day when you are out in weather doing strenuous exercise so even though we've had a really mild winter we have been doing a lot more strenuous exercise than we were last winter mm. so i have had fucking cravings for food mrs cranky has been going nuts because there's no fucking food in the house anymore um house and home you're <laughs> eating me out of house and home and i do all the grocery shopping i do 
a little bit of it sometimes on the weekends. Um, <laughs> so I know one day on my 22 mile run, I had a double quarter pounder with cheese after and fries, and I still was at a calorie deficit on the day. Yep. So, but that was a treat after the run. Mostly I've just increased uh, protein um, and decreased sugar. Mm. So I'm eating more, but hardly any sugar. And I'm losing, I think, a healthy amount of weight. I'm not like losing an insane amount all at once, but I do notice um, I'm down a bit. Yeah. Definitely. Um, I'm having more protein-based foods as well. I'm trying to cut out, of course, the simples um, in the afternoons at work because I have the desk job. Um, I have to have like a bit of a sugar pick-me-up. Like there we have these individual packets of like Swedish fish and there are maybe five or six fish in there and that's kind of like perfect to like get me awake and out the door but it doesn't hinder my blood sugar much at all perfect so we're kind of doing something similar um i have an egg white burrito in the morning um just increasing protein decreasing sugar Mm -hmm. so yep uh, one more thing I wanted to mention before we wrap this up, and then I guess we'll come back and report on how we did at the race. Since we spent all this time talking prep, we should tell people how the fuck we did after That's it's over. Right, we should. Um, you, I think it was on the Martin Luther King one of our runs. You said you started to taste blood in your mouth, so I want to talk about that a little bit because that is. Something that is fairly common. Yeah, it is. And what that is about is under extreme athletes. I'm reading right from the Astoria book. Athletes under extreme exertion, uh, their lung tissue begins to hemorrhage. That's right. So that's where you're tasting it. It's not, it's, is it a medical anomaly? No, I mean, it's known but they're not sure why it happens it's not really bad for you um that's just you get that irony taste anesthesia like some medications when they put it through your IV, not just anesthesia but when they put it through your iv when they put a medication through your iv some medications you can taste it you could smell it because it's it's getting into your veins it's going in like it's like something, yeah, and you can taste and you can smell it. It is a, the weirdest experience. But, yeah, sometimes when you get specific medicines pushed through your IV, you can kind of taste and, and smell it. It's, 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 we're wild. Yeah. Um, the book cites a historical example. One of the colonists was being chased by Blackfoot Indians, and he was doing a flat out sprint for six miles in 1815 gear. And, um, his nose and started to hemorrhage and he was coughing up blood as he was running. But you talk about motivation. Like if I don't outrun these fuckers, I'm going to get scalped. Um, that's, that's some fucking motivation. And it doesn't matter that all the capillaries in your lungs have burst and you are coughing up blood and you are, spewing blood from your nose, you are going to keep fucking running. So 
Maybe that um, should be the motivation. Pretend you're gonna get scalped. Pretend I'm gonna get scalped, <laughs> and yeah, then then I'll put I'll finish in four hours and nineteen minutes. So, um, will they give me a scooter and a costume? Because <laughs> <laughs> you can dress as uh, Pocahontas and and chase after me. Just, you know, not a scooter, because I can't actually chase after you, because... Dress up like Elizabeth Warren? Exactly. Yeah, no, but I have to have, like, a scooter or something. One of them little segways? Yeah. Not as intimidating. Maybe I can decorate this segway. (laughs) Maybe look a little more intimidating, and and then just chase you. I can't can't run after you. I don't think that's going to work, honey. You can outrun me. Well... It's never also mind. a trail, so it's not flat. Yeah. So. Uh, never mind. Too much work. Too much work, she says. That's She's right. Not... But, you know. Um, is there anything else that we wanted to quickly mention before we wrap up this extended special episode? Oh, it was extended special episode. Uh, in terms of, of nutrition, we're keeping with our goose and our um, yes, thank you. Our salts and everything that we know. I'm finding that a peanut butter on peanut butter sandwich on whole wheat or white bread works really well for me when I run. I don't get the stitch. I don't I don't get um, digestive problems. So that's going to be my my like hour five snack um and uh, other than that it's gonna be the goo blocks and the um the goos that we like yeah so the goo blocks and then the uh the gu uh like the slimy stuff (laughs) yeah birthday cake flavor birthday cake flavor um, it has the consistency of snot or other bottles. <laughs> but it tastes fluids. a lot better. But it tastes a lot better. Well, I don't know how the other bodily fluids taste, but it does taste better than snot. So on that note. Yeah, indeed. Wrap it up. <laughs> Ending on a high note. All right. We've kept you long enough. Follow us on the gram, rocks underscore and underscore roots underscore pod. We will get back actually. We will be back out on trail in Virginia the first three, two days of April. We will be out there and we will, we will regale you with, with our reintroduction to the AT. I'm very excited. But anyway, yes, follow us on the gram. We're also on YouTube. All of these um, episodes will be on YouTube. Crank is on TikTok. Same name. Rocks Roots Podcast. And uh, yeah, other than that, it's been a long one. Ciao.